Travis, Hillsboro, Michigan, 44 days after. The grocery shelves looked skeletal. All the meat had been picked off the bones, like some unidentifiable carcass lying belly up in the jungle. Certain items remained here and there. The dishwashing detergent was largely untouched, for example. The parts you couldn't eat were intact. But the edible items, the most useful items, had all been scavenged. Travis already knew that, though. He'd kept an eye on this place, watched the people come and go over the past 40 days, sometimes exiting with just a couple of items on hand, sometimes taking multiple truckloads of stuff. He'd heard gunshots and screams and terrible sounds that reminded him of a pack of jackals laughing from within the building. During quiet moments, usually in the middle of the night, he'd crept in to gather some things for himself. In time, he'd amassed plenty. Anyway, he wasn't here for groceries now. His eyes traced a smear of blood trailing off toward the produce section. He wasn't headed that way, so he'd never see where it led. Probably for the better, he thought. He fingered the serrated edge of the key and smiled. The whole walk here, he'd barely been able to keep his hands off the jagged part of the metal. It felt like a magical item tingling in his pocket, a talisman that would unlock the door to a kind of happiness the hero could take back home. It hadn't been easy to acquire, the key. But he had it, finally, and he was here. He walked into the gloom in the back half of the store, crossing the line into that area that the sunlight from the front windows could not touch. The dark closed in on him all at once, made him feel surrounded, enveloped, like walking into dense jungle foliage. His eyes strained. He could only really discern vague shapes in front of him now, the color palette around him going black, blacker, blackest. He slowed down, one hand flailing around in front of him to prevent any collisions. He had a lighter, but he didn't want to use it. Not yet. His eyes adjusted over the next minute or so, and he could finally see a little bit. As he crossed a wide aisle and moved into the electronics department, he saw the first body. Technically, he smelled it before he saw it. He thought it had been rotting beef from the meat department, but as he advanced, it smelled more and more like ripe roadkill. The odor kept growing. He stopped when he saw it. He flicked the lighter, held it up, to make sure. He had seen plenty of death. The bodies bloated along the sides of the street and congealed into car upholstery and traffic jams gone permanently still. But this was the first child. A little boy with platinum blonde hair lay face down in front of the glass case where the video game consoles used to be. A puddle of blood surrounded him, soaked into his white t-shirt. Flies circled near the back of the head, swooping down to land on the face concealed by hair. He was glad he couldn't see it. It was hard to tell, but Travis figured he might be eight or nine. The positioning of the body made it seem like the kid died trying to steal an Xbox or PlayStation or something, which wouldn't make much sense since there was no way to play them. And yet the shelves were empty. Someone had looted the consoles and the games anyway. Lifting the lighter higher let the light drift further down the aisle, and he saw a dead man leaned up against some video game accessories. Maybe he was the boy's father. The corpse's head slunk down, chin resting on the sternum so shadows shrouded his face. Red stained his shirt, which was torn in some places. In the half-light, it was hard to decide if the holes resulted from bullets or a blade. Travis didn't care to get any closer. 
He released the lighter button, that claustrophobic jungle feeling coming over him again as the dark returned.